Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, good day. Goodness. Goodness to all of you who are listening to Wildfire Tribe. Thank you for listening to us today as we bring you our podcast live from the banks of the Clarence River. You are amazing. You are beautiful. You are very special and wonderful and free. Yes, that is true, Kylie, and so are you. Well, that's the end of the podcast. Now we can go off and hug each other (laughs) and just spend time together. And just be uplifted in knowing that the fullness of who you are is a beautiful and amazing person. It is pretty cool that when you get to that realisation that you are the perfect version of you, there's nothing to be done to make you any more perfect that right now that you, as you listen to this podcast, all of the work that you thought you needed to do to get to be who you are is already done. And this beautiful moment in time that we call now is what we have forever, the forever now. Time, Kylie. That is the topic that we're talking about today. Mm, Time. Time. Let's not be mean to time, though. I feel like we need to be nice to time. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Instead of beating time up all the time, telling that we don't have enough of it. Yeah, because there will come a time, and we're going to say time many, many times, I would say, throughout this podcast. So please just get used to hearing the word time as we talk about it today. We are also called, as lovers of God, to love God with everything that we have, as well as our neighbour as ourselves. And I just have this feeling... They were also supposed to love and respect and honour all things in creation, including time. Mm, that's an interesting thought. I like it. You hear the kookaburras in the background in the distance laughing. They're confirming my thoughts about love. They love love. And we've got crows flying over the top. We're outside. We're in the sun. We're down by the river again. And it's a beautiful day to be alive and to be talking about time. (laughs) Listen to those cookers go. (laughs) That is gorgeous. I love it when they laugh when we're around. So the reason why we want to talk about time is it has been a topic that we've discussed with many people over the last little while. And it's also something that every now and again in a conversation, someone will just bring up with me. They will say, what do you think about time? What do you think we're supposed to do about time? How do you feel about time? Is time an issue for you? What do you think about stress and time and having to be places on time? These are questions that I actually do get asked in everyday life. It's a really interesting, it's really interesting to be in a position where I've got to ask those questions for starters. And it's also really interesting to then think about what I actually think about time and why. So what do you think about time? Well, I'm a little bit of the thinking that, say, say when you go on holidays, you know, like everybody's dream holiday is to go somewhere, to relax, to whatever your version of the ideal location and your version of the ideal holiday looks like, whether it's sitting in a hammock, sucking on a cocktail by the beach or under some palm trees, Or some people like to go to farms and be around sheep and stuff for holidays. Like just something that's different from your usual existence. That on those holidays that you take to wherever the location is that you desire to be, that you're hoping to lose track of 
time. You're hoping to be so relaxed that you're unaware of what time of day it is. You don't know what day of the week that it is. That's a really interesting feeling that I feel like is pursued when you are looking to have a break from the regular routine of your life. Mm. So for me, in my regular life, my everyday existence, I think that if I was to lose track of what time it is or even what day it is, that therefore I'm really in that place of being in the reality of a holiday (laughs) all the time. Well, it's that place that you desire when you're so busy and you're so overwhelmed with just the things that have to get done every day um, that you come in, you know, you're, you're looking forward to that place where, you know, time isn't like your whipping boy, you know, where I feel like it's, it's that desire that we have to stop rushing and What's to just... What's a whipping boy? Well, like, you know, it's like that, it's something that is a taskmaster. It's telling you, come on, come on, you've got somewhere to be, you've got a, you've got something to do, you've got all these things that need to be, um, you, you've got to show up for, you know, like. You've it, got to explain these things, Kylie. Like, I don't understand what a whipping boy is. And, and you can't just make up phrases and words, especially considering that people from, all parts of the world listen to this podcast. It's not just Australian people like from the same town that we're in who kind of had a, a grasp of what you're talking about. We've got listeners from 15 countries. Well, it's true. Like if you want to talk about the definition of whipping boy, like it's somebody, it's something or someone to blame or pay for the faults. Oh, so it in, is actually in, a phrase. You didn't just make it up. No, no. It's something that we blame or a person that we blame for the incompetence of others or it's like I, I like I I was probably not using it in its fullness of like I was, you know, just wanting it to be that thing that we use. Like we often blame time is I guess what I'm trying to say. We're wanting so much to come into that place of rest which is why we're looking forward to the vacation we have we want to have time off if only we had time you know it'd be so great to have time on the weekend to be filled up I guess so that we're no longer under time we're not running out of time we're not saying we don't have enough time we're not being that slave to time there's always a deficiency in a stressful world when we're when we're talking about time well, we are real conversations about mystical things, so we better introduce the fact that we are believers in God, a creator, and we use the Bible and scriptures to help us understand our existence as well. So when we talk about time, it's probably a, a good idea to talk about God's version of time as well. And, you know, he's creating of the world in seven days or six days, and then he rested on the seventh, that kind of thing. I think that needs to be discussed when it comes to time, is that actual time? Is that time as we know it today that is written about in the scriptures? Well, it has been understood in my Sunday school version of those seven days that they would just be seven days. And in the infinite possibilities of who God is, absolutely, that could be seven actual days. But then there's also the thought that each one of those days could have been a thousand years. So potentially those seven days were 7,000 years or any infinite number of possibilities in between those two. 
Yeah, because in 2 Peter 3, 8, it says one day is like a thousand years. Exactly. So if you were to convert that back into Genesis, where it speaks about creation happening in so many days, but we do seem to get pretty hung up on the fact that God created the world in six days, like 24 hours a day, like it is recorded now. And and then we convert that into uh, the amount of years that are written about in the Old Testament. And then we know that between the Old Testament and the New Testament, there's this intertestamental period, I think it's called, of, I don't know, what's that, 400-odd years, say? So, and then Jesus comes along, and then it's been a few thousand years since since he died. So we do have a lot to say about time and, and how it's recorded from the viewpoint of reading the scriptures and we come up with a rough idea of when God created the world and how long it's been since then till now by measuring time in the way that it is measured today. And that can open up a lot of different discussions. You know, when did the dinosaurs come into play? How is it that the Aboriginal people of Australia are talked about nowadays of having been here in our country for at least 50 or 60,000 years that doesn't seem to match up with the calculations of scripture. Exactly. Well, even our 24-hour time frame that we base our days upon, I believe that that only came into existence maybe like 150 BC. So what kind of time were they living their lives based on before that? I know that you've got a song. I, I don't know that we've talked about some of your talents, Kylie, but you're actually quite a gifted singer and songwriter. And you wrote a song that I recall has got the words, he is beyond both space and time. It's true. Yeah, I did write that song. Yeah, he, he gave me those words and they are in the scriptures as well, like just about the mystery of who he is and the, the limitlessness to the person of God, the Father, the, the creator of all creation, and that we just can't frame him up in our concept of space and time because he's beyond space and time. And he calls us into that place to walk with him in the fullness of who he is, which is the fullness of who we are, where we are not framed up by those earthly parameters that are a created system that, sure, it helps us um, to do things in our everyday lives within the system that we have that has been created that we function within. You know, if we're going to meet up with someone with for coffee, like it's cool if we know that we're both going to be there at 10, that is helpful. But I think the, the things that we're coming into that are above time, where we are governing and living our lives out of a space that is beyond space and time, is that we are so connected in our oneness that we can telepathically just know that we're going for coffee. like, And we'll just know when the cafe is or isn't open. Because So maybe the actual focus on being at the cafe at a certain time to have coffee with a friend and the mention of time removes the need for us to telepathically communicate because we have a different measurement of when to meet. Mm. So we're not relying upon these these gifts that we believe that we have, we're not using those things anymore, those tools, 
telepathic communication because we have other ways to go about things. So we've left them behind. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, that's true. It's kept us in this three-dimensional reality because we have created these other entities within which we can, you know, we, we don't, we're not connected to those higher aspects of ourselves because we don't have time for them anyway because they they actually come out of our seat a seat of rest which is this this place that we're seated where we know that everything else flows out of that that place of stillness and knowing who we are in Christ having and, to know the time can be very stressful Kylie I find oh so much yeah, it, it is very stressful. Like we lived years and years of our life just governed by time. Like I, I remember when I really first started realising or really thinking about the concept of that time is movable, that time, when I really started thinking about, you know how sometime a day, sometimes a day just flies and then sometimes it goes really, really slow. You know, if you're having a slow day at work and you're and no customers are coming in and you're just like you've done everything, you've cleaned every shelf a hundred times and everything's neat and tidy and you're just waiting in this warming place of just thinking, oh my gosh, I just want to be somewhere else. The time just seems to go so slowly. Yet that very same eight hours or 12 hours or however long it is, can just fly by. And so I started thinking about that and thinking, okay, there, there's something to this. There's something that's movable in the very essence of time itself. And I remember, um, I think it was Justin Abraham was talking about some of his time miracles that he was experiencing. And we were like engaging in that space of just because um, I always drive my car. I've always driven my car on a time-based factor. Uh, just a warning to to you, the listener. When Kylie talks about driving, this is not a an instruction manual for how you go through your life <laughs> and how you drive. <laughs> well, I, I just would... <laughs> want to put that warning out there. I would always just think, okay, I've got to drop the kids at this school event and I've got to be there at 10 so I would think how many uh, it's like 15 minutes I wouldn't be thinking about k's or anything like that I just think it's it's 15 minutes and then I so I would drive through time to be there in 15 minutes and it's incredible how many times that I have just engaged with that space and have always arrived on time or in time, like it. So you're not looking at the speeder. You're not. You're not going, and, and you're not doing any of those calculations. Like I've got 50 k's to go, and I've got to be there by this time. Therefore, I need to drive at this speed. You're actually no. just looking at the time. Yeah, and just driving with that vibing in the time. And like we, I remember we had this. We used to drive the boys two and a half hours to get to their school and have to drive them in and out like twice a week and we had like we we had to get there at I can't remember 7 30 in the morning or something so we're leaving like really early in the morning 
and driving. And this one day there was, we were in this time frame that there was no way we were going to make it by 7.30. And I just engaged with that space. It was just like, okay, we're expanding this place of time. We're just going to press into this realm of time because we need to be there by 7.30. And we don't want to be going 160. We want to just go the speed limit and we want to drive through this space that we need to drive through and arrive there at the right time. And that's exactly what happened this day, which was amazing because really it probably should have taken us an extra half an hour, but it didn't. We had this kind of... We, it's almost like we moved through time and space and we were able to land at exactly the right time because we were engaging in that space of possibility and we weren't stressing. We weren't thinking, oh my goodness, we're never going to get there or any of those things. We were just putting it out there. Everything's going to be fine. We're going to get there on time and and everything is for us, not against us. We are over this, not under it. And we're not going to be stressed and, and we're not going to break the law or do any of those things. We're just going to get there. And we did. And that's happened. I, I've got like heaps of those stories. So knowing who you are, being a son or a daughter of God, you believe gives you the ability to stretch time or to, to also govern time. And that's for all of us because all of us are sons and daughters of God. We're all created by him. And we're all, whether or not we know that or not, and I mean, I know that's another whole giant big conversation in itself, but every single one of us has the ability to engage with time or to choose the opposite, which is to be letting those powerful words come out of our mouth which are I don't have enough time I'm not going to get it done in time there's just we're running out of time like it, all of those things there's that we're not enough often, hours in the day exactly not enough hours in the day is another one that people say time flies when you're having fun <laughs> so does that mean that the best thing to do is to not have fun so that it to goes slowly slow time down <laughs> Well, in amongst all of those declarations is you're removing the joy from the moment of now when you're stressing about all the things that you can't change in the past and that you're afraid about not happening in the future. You're in this moment and you can either embrace it and believe that everything is, is for you and not against you, which is the truth. Does it matter if time flies if you don't even measure time? Exactly. And who doesn't want to fly? I want to fly. <laughs> There's this verse in Revelation, which is like a, a version of what you were talking about. This is an amplified version of it. And he placed his right hand on me and said, do not be afraid. I am the first and the last and the ever living one living in and beyond all time and space. I died, but see, I am alive forevermore. I have the keys of absolute control and victory over death and of Hades and the realm of the dead. That's an interesting verse. Living in and beyond all time and space. So we live in it and beyond it at the same time. I just love the mysteries of God. I just love that God is just such a mystery that that there is 
every conversation imaginable and not even yet imagined that we can have about him, including how time functions, just being one of those conversations. I just have this feeling that understanding the immenseness of God, not that I can fully comprehend that, but just grasp a little bit of it, that I just think that time as a measurement for me, I just don't know that I have a a grasp of his understanding of what time is. I feel like that sometimes we can pray for things that have happened already as if they haven't happened and then they happen or we find out that they've happened but then we go, oh, but I didn't pray for that until after the event. But what if time is not as we know it and speaking those words into existence causes something to happen before we pray it? Come on, I've heard lots of those testimonies. But we, we cancel need... ourselves out and go, oh, no, well, my prayer wasn't valuable because I didn't pray that till after it happened, I found out. But what if just saying it, what if the power of your tongue and the power of your tongue in the understanding of who you actually are enables you to be able to, to speak things out of time into being? Well, I've heard a testimony of somebody sharing about needing their passports and their passports hadn't arrived and there was only like one more day that they had to wait and they're like engaging in that space of the passports needing to be there and them not have even been ready and then all of a sudden the next day the passports are there. So they've engaged when the passports were already sent and they've arrived before that was even like crazy like just I don't I'm I'm think I'm framing it up all wrong but just crazy so they were already like on the way is the point like in the natural it sounds like they were already actually on the way but that person didn't realize that so they're praying for the passports to arrive which have already been sent but they didn't know they were coming mm. but if they didn't pray for that to happen at mm. any time would they have come so that's like that unlocking outside of time where we we just have to step into every moment if we're being led to step into something that we feel like maybe it's even too late for to step into it because our prayers are not contained by time like when Lazarus died or went to sleep (laughs) and Jesus was told about him being asleep or being dead it is spoken of that Jesus admitted in the end that perhaps he was dead and he wasn't just asleep but he wasn't concerned about the fact of whether he was asleep or whether he was dead because time didn't matter to Jesus in that way it wasn't it wasn't like oh my goodness he's been uh, he hasn't breathed for so long or whatever unit of measurement we put on life and death hasn't happened for so long so therefore he is now dead I'm in a hurry I better get there he actually waited for three days before he went to visit him to wake him up or to raise him from the dead because perhaps time as we know it wasn't important for Jesus either in that scenario. Perhaps he was like, it's okay guys, like I know the outcome of what's going to happen here. I've seen this since before the beginning of time, before I actually came down to earth, before you did. I already know the outcome here so time is not a factor in this. Time is not a factor in any of the miracles that we are 
waiting, expecting to have happen in our life because if time is not a factor, they have already happened and will occur. <laughs> Come on. I love it. What miracles are you waiting for in time, Kylie? Um, every day is a miracle. I'm just loving it. I'm just trying to be right in the moment and loving every moment of in the, the moment. moment. Yeah, in this moment now. I'm trying not to just be wishing all the time for all of these other things. I think it's part of one of the other things that I feel like gives us time is I remember when the boys, our, our two boys, we've got two boys who are in their 20s now, but when they were little, I remember being really stressed because, you know, as soon as you wake up, it's just on. There's just it's just full on, full on, full on. Like there's just all these people that need you, need you as a mom. Like if you're working, running business, you've got family, all of those things that you just feel pulled in every direction and you don't ever feel like you have enough time. You feel like you're just chasing your tail all the time. (laughs) And I realized at that time I was saying to God, you know, like I just don't have enough time. I'm just, it's just too like I just feel stressed all the time and overworked all the time. And, and he, he said to me, you need to get up at 4am. I was like, really? <laughs> like, I just, I'm going to be so tired. And Dairy you know, farmers get up then, Kylie. It's I know, dairy farmers do get up then. But and, and miraculously, through at quite a number of years in when my children were little, every morning... Almost every morning, like there were a few exceptions, but almost every single morning I would wake, a wide awake at 4am and I would get to choose in that moment if I was going to get up or if I was going to just try and go back to sleep. And every morning that I got up and I sat in meditation and prayer and just spending that time with God and just you know, sometimes I would just prayer walk the house and I'd, he'd just be, I'd just be praying in the spirit or I'd just be like soaking. I'd listen to worship music or whatever it was. And, I, and I'd usually end up with having this one or two hours every morning, depends on what time the kids would get up, where I would be just, my, it's like my whole system came into this place of settledness. And then out of that place, I was actually energized with that two hours less sleep. I was energized because I had started my day with this foundation of rest, with this foundation of just pressing into where my source is, into the fullness of my source. I was allowing that river from within me to begin to flow so that as I stepped out into my day, and I started to engage with my kids, my husband, with people at work, with uh, people at the shopping centre, with the guy at the gas station, whoever it happens to be. I come with a full tank into those situations and I'm not stressed. I'm not angry. I'm not taking my frustrations and my tiredness out on all of these other people that I meet during my day, but I'm actually coming into every situation full. And what I realised in that time was that that two hours less sleep wasn't affecting me adversely. It was actually empowering me to have a day that was full, that was full in a way that I became that river of living water into the lives of my family and into the lives of others. And and sure, you still spent, you still 
like have lots of things going on and, and you're full, but you're doing it out of a place of fullness rather than constantly out of a place of emptiness because I was choosing to take the time to tap into where my energy comes from, where where my fullness is, where, you know, to just take that space. And and at that time of my life, the, the only time I was ever going to get that is if I actually got out of bed at 4am. And that's the truth. So when you converted time from rest or from sleep into time in rest in him, in God, in the Bible, in his word, in worship, in all of those different ways that you can spend time knowingly with him, you're just converting a measurement of time from sleep, which you thought was really important and more and highly prized and valued, into time being charged up by your creator. And the outcome was much better for not only you, but for all of the people around you. Definitely. Just by converting your measurement of time. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And I'm on another journey now of doing another level of that now where I'm really trying to be intentional about that time in meditation where there's so much power in the stillness. It's almost like my prayer has progressed from, you know, like 15 years ago when I would be prayer walking and being quite vocal about, you know, praying in the spirit and having a lot of words to say, where now I'm finding that my place of recharge is in this place of stillness. It's it's being able to sit in that space with him until the thoughts of my mind subside and I come into this higher level of consciousness where you're starting to engage with the fullness of who you already are. So it's another whole level of doing that again. And the difficult part is to make it a practice in your life. Like, And that's all of the essence of everything in the new creation reality. Like all the essence of all of it is to convert all of these things that we know to actually make them who we are. And the only way that you can do that is to be activated in the truth of what we're learning. And that's, that is what we need to take the time to do. And because there is a focus on being in new creation reality rather than doing, but there's also an activation that does need to take place in the being for then there there not to be a striving and a stress in the doing, that we're just actually in this flow, in this constancy of joy and and revelation and goodness and wonder and awe and all of those things that flow out of the seat of rest, all of those things that flow out of a person who has come to the table tanked up, who's come full, who's come overflowing, hasn't come with with needs necessarily because all of our needs are fulfilled in Christ. And so we're coming to the banqueting table with our family and we're full. We're overflowing with the goodness and the wonder of who we already are. How much time do you need to spend in meditation and prayer, Kylie, to be in that, that place of rest, to be able to come full? That's a really good question. And I think I'm still trying to figure that out. And I think that it might be different for everyone. How much time do you need to spend with me every day for me to understand that you love me? Hmm. 
It's a good question too. Is there actually a measurement of time in that way that would help me to understand that you love me by spending a specific amount of time with me or is it something to do with quality or is it just something to do with actual no measurement but just hanging out together? Yeah, it's probably that word that we're, it's probably vibing it. It's probably, although there is an element of intention as well that I feel like I'm moving into this place of really creating, intentionally creating space to pull my system down into this place of rest where I can then come up higher in that space. When you listen to some of these um meditation gurus and and people that are really in that space of they you know some guys will meditate for two hours in the morning some guys will meditate for 40 minutes and other people will say you know if you can just spend 10 minutes in that place of stillness like I think there's there's a lot of different people saying a lot of different things and there is something that God is whispering to you and I've heard people say that you should meditate for 20 minutes a day but if you're really busy, you should meditate for two hours. I have heard that too. And I think that's really powerful. And I feel like at that busiest time when where our family life was very busy and our business life was very busy, those were the times where I needed to, you know, to have that couple of hours in the morning that was spent in that place of stillness because everything else in our life was so busy that that was really the only... It's almost like 10 minutes is not enough if you're diving into a, the craziness of a really full family and a full business and a full working life and a full day. If, if you're thinking you're going to get by on 10 minutes of stillness, <laughs> you know, it probably is all um, relative to what's on the flip side of that. And, and we all each have a pathway that we're discovering in that. That's the mystery of relationship with God. And the in the mystery of the relationship with God is is the idea that we're all created uniquely for our own relationship with him. So therefore, our walk through life with him is completely different for each one of us at every moment. So Mm. there's no formula to how much time is required for you to meditate each day for you to have the perfect existence. That's a a knowing with him Mm. as to when you should stay and when you should go, when you should listen and when you should speak. Exactly. And, you know, it's also one of those things where you can, as you're accessing the multidimensional realms of the kingdom, you can actually take yourself into a different dimension, which is like somebody was sharing on when in your, on your gathering last night about, you were saying about um, the, that testimony, of, oh, I can't remember whose it was. Uh, and they were talking about going into heaven, which was like in reality, it was like three hours in reality in our time, uh, but it was like was seven that, months. That in, book about the oh, angel encounters. Yeah. Yes. How he put his head down or fell asleep in his study for a period of time and spent seven months in, in heaven and, and got downloaded a whole lot of information through angel encounters. But in, in our measurement of time on earth, it was only a matter of minutes. Yeah, minutes. So he got downloaded all of this information that would normally take seven months to receive in a matter of human minutes. And that's the beauty of where we're going with this whole we are 
beyond both space and time is that everything's quickening like those two hours that I used to have like 15 years ago we you know if we're really stepping into those multi-dimensional realms of the kingdom we're understanding who we are in Jesus we're being expanded in this place of our limitless capacity to be able to do so much more than was like then he's probably used to be physically capable, that we used to be physically capable of, that we're getting recharged in the place that matters the most, that we're engaging, taking our body into a, a higher levels of consciousness. There should be able to be happening within the cellular makeup of who we are a lot more in a shorter amount of time as we're progressing in the activation of these amazing things, concepts that we're coming into now. Well, I find that the, for me, the more time that I spend with God as in not, not a measurement of time, but just that he has had me put down tools, that he has had me put down occupations, that he's had me put down things that I used to pick up to fill my time in and to, to make money and to be uh, to be deemed to be worthy of my existence in the community and and the world, that as I put those things down and time opens up for me where I have more time with him, that I also am seeing more need in people that I meet for him. So when I'm busy and I'm running around doing things that I used to do, I'm not seeing as well the needs that people have in their lives because I'm so busy. So time for me in the past used to be about work, dollars, making a certain amount to pay a certain amount to pay off things. You know, the busyness of life that that I found myself in really took me away from realising that people standing next to me really needed to hear from God. So by converting energy and the need in my mind to to fit in with the rest of the world and the busyness that that we can easily find ourselves in was robbing people of my time with them as well Mm. well it's even like you were describing when you don't have much time and you're stressed and you all of those things that you have on your plate you you just don't see people because you only see your circumstances. Yes, like with our car that was in the garage and I went to find out how things were progressing with its with the mechanics work that they were doing on our car and the girl at the front counter because I had time, I wasn't in a rush, I wasn't needing my car immediately to go to the next appointment that I had arranged. I was able to see that she actually had a problem, uh, a physical problem. Uh, she had a headache, but she also had problems in her existence with uh, relationally with, with people that she knew. And I was able to actually listen to her explain her problems and also give her some some words of encouragement and wisdom that I've learnt from my time on earth. And she was really, really grateful for me sharing what I shared with her and she actually said thank you so much for saying that I really really needed to hear that today and I just know that if I was 
racing around doing the things that I used to do, that there's no way in the world that I would have, I would have even realised she had a problem. I wouldn't have even, I wouldn't have even cared because I just would have wanted my car back so that I could go to the next thing. So for me, following God's whisper, following his voice, listening to where he wants me to be and when he wants me to be somewhere just opens up the opportunity for me to be able to hear where I can help people as well. And to me, that's that's just worth way more than time or money or anything to be able to to help somebody understand that they are seen is it's immeasurable it so is because that's such a huge thing people don't have time to see each other anymore because we have a lot of responsibilities we have a lot of debts we have a lot of things that need taking care of we have you know all those things that take up our time and people just don't get seen in the middle of but all that. But technology has also allowed us to do a lot more things really quickly, hasn't it? Definitely, yeah. And so that's, that's given us the ability to, to then do a lot more things really quickly again. Mm, yes. Because we can get places faster, we can do more mm, jobs quicker, yeah. so therefore we've got more time to then do more jobs quicker and to get more places quicker. That can compound our lives and make them actually a lot more full, or we can actually spin that on its head. And use these technologies to create more space in our lives. And I think if we're, if we're innovative and we are tapped into the, the ways that God's taking us forward in our walk with him, that we'll be able to see these divine spaces to be able to create more time in our lives as we engage with what it is that he's opening up to create that space. And sometimes um, it takes letting something go, letting lots of things go. Sometimes it takes saying no, like saying, I, I write a whole chapter in my book, The New Now, about the power of saying no. And Sometimes we, we, our life is very full because we feel obligated to do things or we feel like we can't say no or we feel like we're letting people down and all of a sudden our life becomes very busy because we've said yes to a whole heap of things that are actually not for us. And I used to be one of those yes people. I was yesed out I was, I'd volunteered at all the stuff at school and I'd volunteered at all the stuff at church and I'd done, you know, said yes to helping this person and yes to being at work for that extra shift and yes to all of these crazy things that in and of themselves were not bad. Each one of those things was not like was good. It wasn't like they were bad things to be involved with. But they were just creating this pressure cooker of stress in my life where all of a sudden I was not being the best mum and not being the best wife. But haven't you and only got so much time on earth, Kylie, to get so many things done? Like, aren't you here <laughs> to, like, achieve things and and pass on to your children an inheritance of, of money, etc.? Like, and if you are, then you, you really can't be wasting time. You, you, you've <laughs> got to be busy you've got to be active you've got to be contributing to society or do you just have to walk out your existence 
in the knowledge of God being in you and you in him? Well, I think that that Or is that just for another time? Well, stress in itself is shortening our, t- our days if we really want to look at why there's so much disease, why there's so much sickness, why there's so much cancer, why there's so much whatever it happens to be. The root cause of more than 90% of all of these things is stress. And time is a massive governing factor in stress. So, oh, so many hang people on a second. At the beginning, we were mentioning that we're not going to speak badly about stress. Uh, not stress, about time. And now we're saying that time causes stress and causes us to get sick, etc. No, I'm not saying time does. I'm saying that our, like the way that we work with it does. You know, the, the things that we put upon ourselves. Speaking about what you were just talking about, I have this verse. Uh, God set eternity in the heart of man. Eternity, that's what we have, babe. So how he, long is that? Well, eternity never ends. It's actually never ending. He has made everything beautiful and appropriate in its time. He's also planted eternity or a divine sense of a sense of divine purpose in the human heart, a mysterious longing which nothing under the sun can satisfy except for God, our creator. Yet man cannot find out comprehend or grasp what God has done for his overall plan from the beginning to the end. It's like this beautiful picture of that eternity symbol, you know, just goes around and around and around and all on this side is the past and all on this side is the future and in the beginning is the forever now, this place of connection and this point in which we continually live and we don't need to be afraid of any of those things that this running out of time has made us afraid of. We don't, we don't need to be afraid of any of that. But if we end up not on the earth anymore, like if we actually physically die, mm-hmm. which seems to be a trend that yeah. does seem to happen, lots of people get put in boxes in the ground, etc. It's true. Then the existence of who you are goes on to live for eternity, so in a Mm. place of unmeasured time. That's right, but we already live in that place of unmeasured time because there's no separation between us now in our mortal bodies or our immortal bodies and and all of heaven, all of the people who are not in their mortal bodies anymore. Well, if that's the case, I guess what we're getting at with those examples is that Time doesn't matter in eternity. No. Because eternity is forever, so it doesn't need to be measured because it's forever. So therefore, any of the things that we're concerned about achieving in our time here, we possibly don't need to be as concerned about because we have forever. Or do we need to get stuff done? Oh, it's just interesting, isn't it? What are you here for? What 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 are you here for? What is your purpose? You hear people talk about that all of the time. It's a it's a big concern for people. Not I don't know what my purpose is. I feel like I'm wasting time. I feel like I, I really don't know what I should be doing. I'm not contributing. I'm not I'm not putting in. I'm not getting out. I'm not you know, life doesn't feel like I thought it was supposed to feel because I don't know what my purpose is. I think I might be doing the wrong job. I might be in the wrong location. 
What should I be doing? What should I be achieving in my time on earth? Mm. Well, what about that time verse? You know that one that everybody that re- gets read at weddings and funerals and the one that says for everything there is a season and a time? Yeah, I read that at my brother's funeral. It's in, in Ecclesiastes. Yeah, it is. A time for every matter under heaven, a time to b- be born and a time to die, to plant, to pluck up, to be planted and to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and heal and break down and build up and weep and mourn and dance and throw stones, a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and refrain from embracing. It's like it's like this and then the opposite of this and this and then the opposite of this, That like a time to sow, a time for silence, a time to speak, a time to love. Yeah, I understand that that's what it's saying too. It's like there's a time for this and there's a time for that. But I don't know that there's stress attached to it. No, it's almost like I feel like in this moment it's almost like saying things happen. We have winter and then we have what's the next season after that? Spring. Spring. Yeah. We don't have to stress about when spring's going to come what's going to happen in spring it's just there's times and seasons but do we have to get heaps and heaps and heaps of stuff done in autumn or winter or spring or summer we have to get heaps of stuff done in those times because we're stressed about the next season coming Hmm. well that's it i think that the the thing about time is throwing away the moment that we live in right now with all of the things that rob us from this moment, which is things in time past and things in time to come. So the only time that matters is now. Well, this is the moment that we have. And I think that it's it. I'm learning that in this moment I can choose how I feel and that it's not circumstantial. I can still be filled with kindness and love and joy and all of those fruits that come out of the fullness of being a part of the Godhead, that being in Jesus, being flowing in those fruits of the Spirit, like it that's not circumstantial. That's just the very essence of who we are. And everything else that is circumstantial it is not governing how I'm going to treat people. It's not dictating to me how my emotions are going to go, like that I get to choose that making wise decisions about my now, like I'm going to be seated in my place of rest. I'm going to bring my consciousness into a place where I'm going to just get tanked up in the in this beautiful relationship with the father and the son and the spirit and that I'm just going to be walking with um, all of heaven and I know I walk with angels and I, in every moment like just being expanded in that place of my now and realizing that out of that I don't have to be living in this stressful life. I don't know what time it is now Kylie or how long we've been speaking for but I'd just like to thank you the listener for listening to us. I thank you for your time. I thank you that you would choose to find us on Spotify or any of those other apps that you've found us on. I thank you genuinely so much for for listening and being a part of our conversation. We really look forward to 
visiting you. We really want to visit people all around Australia and all around the world and visit our listeners and interact with you actually in the physical as well. We, we genuinely look forward to that. We're about to hit the road right now. So depending on when you actually get to listen to this podcast, there's not much point in me telling you where we are now because you might not hear it till later on. But we are actually visiting people. We're traveling around Australia visiting people that listen to our podcast that also support us via Patreon, uh, which you can find on our website, uh, Wildfire tribe.life is our website you can connect with us there you can support us and all of the work that we do via the podcast and other things that we do as well and we really look forward to actually also visiting you so if you feel like you'd love to have a visit from Sean and Kylie and have a conversation or a cup of coffee in the same sort of manner that we are having a conversation right now reach out to us and say hello we would love it. We would love to come meet you one on one or as a group. Um, we it, just at your home or somewhere in your community. We would just love it. And we also, it, it's easy to just jump on our Facebook page, Wildfire Tribe Facebook page, and you can send us a message there. Let us know where you are. Where are you? And we can uh, add you to our itinerary. Have you got any more to say about that? No, I just genuinely just want people to know that we we really care we really are thankful that that we're not just broadcasting to each other we're not just recording this and playing it in our stereo at home and listening to ourselves but that there's people actually (laughs) listening and we just thank you for that yeah we do yeah no it's very special so when I was pondering this earlier I just felt like to release over you anyone that's in a place of transition or thinking about that you know there's things that they want to just be a little bit different in their life maybe Um, I just felt to just release over you it's time for a change it's time to say no more it's time for transformation it's time to be so that we can do it's time to let go. It's time for all of the goodness to flow. It's time to know who you are in the fullness of Jesus. It's time to embrace the wonder within. It's time for the becoming. It's time to become who you already are. We align time with all those declarations. We stretch time. We move time. We bring those declarations for you into this current time, into the right now. Because you are the perfect version of you right now. Right now. (laughs) Not tomorrow, not yesterday, but right now. I love it. We thank you so much for listening and we thank you for sharing a slice of your life with us by listening. We understand that Time is a measurement that we use and we thank you that you've chosen to devote some of your time to listening to us. Yeah, absolutely. And I felt like the other thing just before we run out of time, ha, 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 (laughs) 
Um, which is not happening. <laughs> no, because we've just spoken about eternity, Kylie. Exactly, exactly. But that was me trying to be funny. <laughs> um, I've, I've just felt like to share one other thing before we go. And that was uh, about this time last year, we embarked on a time traveling journey, which we rode our big massive motorbike down to Sydney and as we were coming in to Sydney we it was night time and we rode through this big underground tunnel that was filled with all of these bright lights and a lot of like multi-dimensional stuff was also happening at the same time and I felt like we moved through dimensions. We moved through space and time. And when we came out the other side of that tunnel, our timelines as a couple had merged closer together. They'd just come so that we were in step and in time together. And it was really quite profound what transpired over the coming days and weeks after that. But a lot of things changed in our life and a lot of things that we thought were going to happen didn't happen and a lot of things that um, we weren't expecting uh, started to unravel in our lives. And as we embraced that journey, we've seen ourselves come into uh, our authentic timelines which was really really cool like a very uh, really ex- amazing experience because I feel like for many of us we sometimes we feel like we're out of step if we're walking as a couple or we're out of step with the other people in our life we're like living in a different time zone or maybe they don't get us or there's there's things that are happening that we feel like there's Nobody else that's in time in that same paradigm as where you might be finding yourself. So, yeah, just as, as a, an encouragement in that space, I just really speak it into your life today that there would just be an aligning of your timeline, the people that God's bringing in to walk this next piece of time with you, um, that those doors would open, that you would see those things in your life to say no to and the things to say yes to, those doors that would be really uh, obvious what's opening and what's closing and and that you would know that you have enough time, that you are over time and not under time and that you're coming into this beautiful space of uh, connection on a whole nother level. You're on time. The you're, time is now. You're right It's the time. right time. Yes. It's the right time, baby. <laughs> It's time we said goodbye, Kylie. Yes, it is. We thank you so much for listening. You can find us on wildfiretribe.life. That's our website. You can hear the birds in the background who have decided that it's time to start singing as well. Yeah, it is time. So thanks, guys, so much for taking the time to hear us out to the end of the podcast. And we just uh, have a blessed time for the rest of your day. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.